I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It, it, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world. The doubt is empty. Alexander, who never played me, always late, but always great. Survived the hate, like this man. Fuck what they said, it's stuck to plan. Wrote my story, but not my own. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. And this is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who's joined me. I'm actually, you know, recording this episode live. This is a very special one for everyone who's listening. It is the 50th episode of the Simply King podcast, the 50th episode. Yes, I made it to 50. Should have happened a long time ago, but just from, you know, being, I'm, I'm learning like being an active content creator is so, 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 so time consuming. But it's a good thing. I want... This is what I asked for. So I'm actually excited that I'm seeing that the energy that I put in, it's even more energy I got to put into it to get the exact results that I know I want and need for my platform to grow. So it's the 50th episode. I'm feeling, you know, when it came to planning this episode, I thought I want to kind of, you know, redo or go back. And since it's 50, I want to go back into my first, very first uh Say that, say that, say that though, Ty, say that. Um, I'm gonna go back to my first pilot episode being the black aesthetic. And I feel like it's almost right on time, right after, you know, this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Black Panther uh, trailer just dropped. And I don't know about y'all, cause I know a lot of people aren't into, um, you know, comic books and things like that. Hey, hey, how you doing, Emma J? Thank you, thank you. Um, and so, you know, it really doesn't appeal to a lot of people, but I love that everyone's getting around this. Even if you're not a comic book fan, you just love it for the simple fact that this is a, a all-star, black-ass cast, all looking good. And just the, once you look into the message, it only makes you feel good. Like, you find that this is a story about a king and, and how he has an army filled with women who are kicking ass. And, like, you got Lupita, and that's enough to go watch it alone. And there's literally probably going to be two white people in this whole film like black panther is everything and i believe i'm gonna kind of you know keep referring back to it to you know readdressing things from that episode as well as you know bring up some new things that i've noticed just from from then because i recorded that around had to be 2015 in 2015 so definitely going to be readdressing some few things from that episode you know i had to go back and listen to it and it's i'll I can definitely tell that I've changed a lot. I'm way more comfortable with my voice and I want everyone who's listening, you know, when it comes to this new thing that you do, always go back, you know, never be too afraid to, you know, review yourself and check back and see how you've grown because you really, really need to see that progression sometimes because whenever you get doubtful, whenever you feel like, have you really been doing anything? Have you really been making some noise out here? Check back into your previous works. If you're a writer, look at some of your old stuff and see where you are now, because that is one of, I think, one of the most inspiring things to see that you were a different person and that you're so much better now. And um, just keep, keep, you know, reiterating, just keep reflecting, keep staying, you know, introspective. But to that episode, if you have not listened to my very first episode being the Black Aesthetic episode, 
Um, the reason why I did that whole episode is really for the simple fact that I wanted to come out the gate letting people know exactly what I'm kind of going to be coming with and what I represent. Like, I love, love just blackness. I love black people. I love just, you know, everything that comes with it, the bad, ugly, and everything. And so I was like, all right, let me highlight something that I feel like is very important to me, something that I think about a lot, and um, something that's just really strong within my own identity, and that being black aesthetic. Meaning I love, as you see, I have, you know, long, anyone who knows me knows I have, you know, long locks. I love my hair. I love people who, you know, embrace their, you know, just their natural beauty or just, just always, you know, can amplify what they already offer just, you know, in general. And just, you know, just really propelling those black attributes that everyone in the world don't have. So I believe that's a beautiful reason why I had to come out the gate with it. Because as you've seen, if you listen to, you know, other episodes, I've done things on a lot of other different types of races, done things on different types of topics. So I thought, you know, I want you to come in and actually, you know, I want you to assume this is about to be an extremely pro-black podcast. And I believe I'm definitely pro-black, but my podcast isn't. Because I, I'm only going to speak from my perspective. So I'm gonna bring other people in to talk from whatever perspective they coming from. I'm not about to bring, I'm not about just to sit here and spew out a whole bunch of things about something I don't know nothing about, but what I know I can tell about is black people. So, Black Panther. If you guys haven't listened to that episode, listen to that episode. And then also, if you have not seen this damn trailer, please, please, please go look at this trailer. It is so brilliant. It's not even really a true teaser because it's about like two minutes. They're giving us a lot, a lot of just, just a lot of information and like Twitter blew up with it and everyone's crazy about it and this movie don't come out until next year and we already excited. So the reason why I want to, you know, bring those two parallels in from that episode as well as, you know, this new, uh, this new trailer and this new film that we kind of just all anticipating is that it's the prime example of why the black aesthetic is so powerful and so beautiful and it should be, and it's so damn like has so much substance and it's so and just seeing it from a, just from an artistic perspective in a in a way like in that film it's gonna be it's gonna be like I can't it's gonna be euphoric we need that we need that for our own personal psyche to see ourselves as kings and queens because it's something that we don't see and it's something that we've been needing because people haven't done stories like this it's you know I ain't gonna say it's sad that it took for you know comic books and you know the comic book industry movies and things like that forget this big for this to be a thing but in actuality they knew that this was gonna be it ain't no way you can fuck this story up like i really can't see this movie being bad at all like i think it's gonna be a dub it's gonna be a win we just need to go and support it and sell out sell out everything in the box office because everyone's involved in it are really really good people from ryan coogler to michael b jordan all those people are really good people and they've been on a very consistent thing when it comes to just doing these very black ass things. So we have to support people like that all day. So when you go back and listen to this episode, The Black Aesthetic, I talked about um, essentially blackness in antiquity and how certain things that we do in today all started thousands of years ago. I spoke about how um, women, like women kind of um, straightening their hair and wearing their hair and kind of changing the texture of their hair is not a new thing. This is something that was actually done in ancient Kemet or is known as Egypt as well. So it's nothing new under the sun. I was just addressing a few things about that. And like, 
I really wanted to uh, kind of like come back and give you even a, I guess like an updated version and kind of talk about you know how things are, are now and how different it is now because I feel like now it's um pretty much a mainstay I think the natural wave is not even I wouldn't even say it's a wave I think it's just something that's about to be just here it's just here it's not going anywhere I think it's just going to be because there's industries that are being built and have been very very well established and they the way the consumers are flocking to just natural hair care and you know shout out to my you know my sis Ty who just was you know who jumped on this she does a lot of little cool little tutorials and things like that just about beauty definitely check her out and um and you, you know and that's the thing it's like you have people who are now becoming content creators just from them taking care of themselves. and i think that shows the power of you know the black aesthetic just being just the black look and I think, you know, in the past few months, in the past, you know, years, you know, past few months or whatever, we've had several, you know, cultural appropriation situations happen. And I spoke about this in that episode very oh so slightly, but to just to, you know, point out a few things is, you know, we're, we're now dealing with, you know, uh, shaming Katy Perry for the way she, you know, where she kind of doing her music and choosing to do certain things. We've shamed a lot of different people. Yeah, we gotta take back what's ours. And we shame we like done checked a lot of different people. And I like that kind of checks and balances that we have now with social media. Um, some people feel a lot of, you know, certain ways about it, but I feel like I'm glad that we can like come as a group and be like, no, you're wrong. You need to be taught, you need to be sat down, you need to take a few seats because whatever the hell you think you're doing that's cool, is not cool. Not cool, not cool. Um, because the blackness is the like premium, it's the archetype, it is the top of the top cream of the crop and anyone who can truly be honest with themselves can admit that and be fine because the fact of the matter is it's not about it's not a competition it's simply because it's simply just human nature and genetics like if you if you are talking about the very first example of something the original classic flavor you're gonna always be like you know I just like it you know I like it the way it is and you do put your little change in your additions but it always has to be based from that original foundation from that original foundation so blackness is everything and i definitely i definitely wanted to you know point out that you know i definitely believe wholeheartedly that you know well we all know this but i definitely believe wholeheartedly that the first being to ever walk this earth was a beautiful beautiful black woman and everything that happened after that really don't even matter too much because i feel like that's a that's a start that is the start of all of us. And reason being, which we see in science, is that only black women, only black women, actually hold, have the genetic makeup and the, the genetic combination to create every other single, like every single other ethnicity. That's some power right there, you know what I'm saying? And that's just genes, they ain't even truly aesthetic. That's not outer, that's straight up inner as powerful as hell that creates that, you know, outer. So we are so damn effective and I feel like that has a lot to do with why black women are in a very high place now or getting to a high place now in certain in certain areas. But also this is another reason why so many people are actually trying to kind of come down on them as well. You always try to you always try to shoot down the people who should be winning. You always want to hate the most on the people who should and really are the best and at the top. That's how it always is. You always want to oppress the people who are going to beat you at your own game. And black women have shown and done that very, very fucking well. And 
that's something that we all have to realize and notice because we've seen it throughout history. Everyone eventually kind of always molds and shapes themselves after blackness in some way, shape, or form. When it comes to, you know, being a cool white white man, you know, having some type of suave and whatever to you, that is literally the general, like, you know, you got an uncle that's just like that person. You know, he got a whole, he done built a whole name around being the suave white man. And it's like, I got an uncle that looked just like you and he got way less money. And he, he dressed like you, he walked like you, he confident. And that's just general as fucking blackness. Like just our attitude, our swag, our soul, and what we bring to just the culture in general. And when it comes to black women, I had a you know a controversial statement that I made in a conversation. And I don't know how controversial it is. Y'all can tell me what y'all think. But personally, from a, just a stereotypical description of the way black women are, I personally believe I've heard, you know, spoken to, you know, white women about, you know, people they look up to, you know, um, if they're feminist or not. And um, they'll describe, you know, certain attributes to be like they're strong and they're, you know, very, you know, forward thinking. They're uh, they don't take no shit. They, you know, they, they stand up for themselves. They, you know, and they're just like a pre they have a presence, you know, and I'm sitting here thinking to myself, sound like you describing black women to me. Sad, that's what it sounds like. And that's not even like the amazing black women in the world. That sounds like my moms. That sound like, you know what I'm saying, some women I've met in my life. That's a general, like that's what black women kind of like already come with. That's like in the box when you get one type shit. So it's interesting that, you know, that's what, it, that's what they see. So I believe, you know, when they think about just resistance and, you know, a role, being a role model and just a person that a lot of them look up to, what they want and what they aspire to be themselves, they aspire to be more like black women. And not in a, because I'm talking about, you know, characteristics and traits. That's just what majority of a lot of black women I've came across with, came across, as well as the stereotype itself. Is that what, that's what the description of black women are. Which is cool. It's a great thing. They needed y'all for the resistance back in, you know, back in, you know, on the feminist, you know, when feminism first started, they needed, we always needed black women to even push forward when it came to civil rights. So it's like black women have always been at the helm of not taking no shit and like not being, you know, just accepting whatever society gives. And hence why we have so many black women who are at these very high places. You know, that's why the richest black individual in America is a black woman. That, that that does that's not I don't think that's you know by accident that's all because of what black women bring and that aesthetic is so powerful because I think now more than ever we're seeing so many you know notable and public figures who are putting themselves on a really really interesting you know position because they're you have Viola who's wearing her natural hair now you know what I'm saying and, and you know wears it out and she specifically wanted to do that scene, you know, I think it was in the first season of uh, How to Get Away with Murder, and she's like done so many different things about that. And you have so many different artists who are, you know, claiming these, you know, certain styles that are very natural and very, you know, you know, natural to us, you know, getting locks and you got Rihanna who got some locks. You had, you know, Megan Good who's probably still got them in and probably just got them done again. And like, you have all these things happening It shows such a, a mass appreciation because I like the way I'm glad everybody kind of getting on I'm glad everybody kind of thinking about it and kind of getting tired of doing certain treatments and doing certain things or they noticing how it's damaging their hair or the extra work they may have to put in because that's what stops a lot of people from even going natural because they scared that they're gonna have to have you know some more work you know and um 
You said, hold on, what it says? It says, being woke is accepted and popular now. And that's progress. It is. It actually is very much so progress. And that's why I say the black aesthetic has been something that's been twofold. I believe the black aesthetic, just the way black people are, is something that has always been, that's always been loved and desired and wanted. Blackness is something that's always been able to be monetized as well. So it's a, it's almost, it's two, it's a double-edged sword, two-headed coin. You have, I love it. We love to look at it. This is what makes everything bring substance and brings any type of flavor to everything we do in this culture. But also, that's not me. So now I have a complex. Now I have some type of issues because I can't ever look like that. I always love to, you know, I always be wanting to know, like, why do white people tan? And I just want to hear them say, like, you know, because I, you know, because color, because I'm, I'm kind of, I just want them to essentially admit that being pale, <laughs> It looks, you know, sickly, but it's cool because it's natural. Accept your shit, be with it. That's what it is. Melon deficiencies is nothing wrong because that's how you came out the womb. It's cool. You feel me? She said she felt like she was apologizing for black. Yeah, yeah. Viola definitely. Um, I, I, I heard that um interview about her um saying that she apologized, felt like she was apologizing for her blackness because she kept wearing wigs, which she said she loves her wigs, and I feel like black women do things like that the best way. Like, when it comes to every other ethnic group, no matter who you are, like when you're young, you're young and white, you can probably, you know, you probably jump around all these different hairstyles and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Once you get to a certain age, at least I haven't seen, you know, no older white women with like a variety of haircuts. I swear they got about like five haircuts they could choose from. And they look like this and they look like that. And the older they get, those kind of shrink. You feel me? While with black women, they, you know, they out here with the, you know, the Stella got their groove back locks and braids all into they, you know, 60, you know what I'm saying? And like, just still giving you that very, just giving you that blackness, no matter what, you know, it never stops. It never, ever stops. Hence why black doesn't crack. Why should it stop? We don't look old, so why should we start kind of, you know, assuming those positions of being like older people? So, well, I think we just have a different you know, view and different feeling about all that. Um, but I'm, I'm rambling because I'm, I'm just excited about this because it's, it's, it's been a hell of a time, just the progress and just how this whole ride of doing this podcast has been. But I want to move into um, kind of like my, my, I guess my last general point being uh, something I feel like we already talk about that I think we don't talk about enough. And that is not only just the black aesthetic and how we are and what we look like, but I believe we have an extreme uh, black identity crisis. And I believe the black aesthetic is, you know, only the surface layer of why that is. It's the only personification of, it's just how we are, how we exhibit, you know, exactly what I, you know, what we're going through and what's going through our heads. When I say black identity crisis, what I mean, cause it's different for black men and black women. For black men, I personally have a theory that black men are extremely, extremely influenced by, just in history, by just the patriarchal, uh, the patriarchal views that have happened throughout history. So it's almost in our genes now to follow and almost uh, assimilate and kind of almost like want and desire an existence that's very, that's essentially a white man's existence in a white man's identity and you have a lot of people who fight that a lot of black men are fighting it now and i think we naturally fight it just from just from 
us kind of, you know, creating our own language of Ebonics, you know, it's creating our own the way we dress and just creating different types of industry that we've gotten into and also industries that we just entered into and dominated. I believe we've already naturally are not trying to be that, but we battle with that because we're in this world, we're in this society that's a man's world, quote unquote, but you're a black man who can't win in this world. So, and it's hard, and I think for so for so many black men, it kind of, it's kind of hard because you have that, that male privilege that's going on, but you don't have that, you know, white privilege that goes along with it. So what do you do? You tr a lot of men try their best to find that groove and meet in the middle, and a lot of end up conforming and doing a lot of different things, you know? And I believe the black aesthetic is a really cool, quick way to understand and see exactly where a person is. And, I, you know, not to shade anyone who has a fade or dresses in a certain way, but I think it's just the way that you carry yourself because the aesthetic is not only just, you know, visually, but it's also just the aura and just the, the swag and just the way you move and the way you talk to people. I feel like it's very evident that you're, you know, you're a, a black man excelling in the white world and you're definitely identifying yourself truthfully, truthfully as a black individual. And you're very complex and you know that you have nuance, you know that you have layers and um, you're just existing in this specific space for the specific time but you do have a lot of people and i don't want to call them sleep but you do have a lot of people who they feel like to get a to get through to get by to actually get into this world and actually make some type of impact and effect they have to let some things go they have to play that game but when you play that game you lose yourself when you go so deep that you you know you you usually have, you know, when you was in college, you might've had locks, but you kind of was like, you know what, damn, well, you know what? I had never met somebody who, you know, ran a company or was a CEO who had locks. So I'm gonna have to do what I gotta do. I'm gonna let that go. And then you get into these situations and now you're, you're, you're being tried a lot because the fact of the matter is, is everyone's not uh, racially sensitive. So you get into these corporate spaces and especially corporate spaces that depending on the industry, that are very, very, you know, white and masculine, you're gonna definitely be tried. They definitely, you're de especially if you're like that token, white, you know, black guy in the, in the office, you're definitely gonna be tried. And that's something that you have to be ready for. And will you defend yourself respectfully and keep your damn job? Or will you just allow it and kind of keep up with the Joneses? And that's the part that I feel like is very vital, but I think that's what creates this you know, this identity crisis for black men because we, a lot of us unintentionally in small in small doses and big doses kind of want to get those things and we feel like the way to get by and get, get our piece of the pie in this society, we have to play that game. We have to go along, we have to conform, we have to do those things. Personally, that's why I never cut, that was a big reason why I never cut my hair. I was being told by other black people, not even white people, because they, they wouldn't have the goal to say those things when I was in college, of course. But I definitely heard it once I got into, you know, inter interviews in so many different ways. They essentially said that to me. But when I was in college, that was something that was pressed on me so much. It would be, Rodney, you're a great, you're a great student. You have a lot of potential. You could do so many good things. But let's talk about the hair, though. Something, you gotta do something with it. You gotta figure it out. You gotta, you know, you gotta cut it. Like, they're not gonna take you serious. It's gonna be hard for you out there and whatever, whatever. And I, I can't say that it didn't happen, but also I wasn't gonna accept that shit either. I wasn't gonna sit here and have nobody, you know, 
tell me that what I bring to the table and what I know I have is now invalidated because of what I chose to put on my head. Um, because that's I'm only I'm the only one affected by that. And I never understood the sense of, you know, it being considered unprofessional. But I know that it all is linked to the sense of you can't do this. This is something that you are envious of. This is a microaggression that you are still dealing with. This is a crisis or identity situation that you are internally, that's internally fucking you up. So I don't want to be around it. And the people who are probably the most wealthy, our wealthiest clients definitely don't want to be around it because they don't want to, they're so used to seeing and having everything that they want. They don't need to be around something that they can't have. That's how I see it at least. So that's what's motivated me to keep my black aesthetic the way that I kept it for this long. And my thing is, uh, I find it funny because there's, you know, this acceptance, but also a pushback that's still happening, even still to this day, when I feel like it's, it should be fucking over by now. But we're still pushing back. There's still so many people who are accepting and like actually doing what the hell they wanted to do. Like they always wanted to have locks and they have not gotten locks. There's so many people in this world who would love to have locks, start them shits tomorrow. And they don't have them because they feel like there's gonna be this negative connotation that comes along with them. I tell everyone who's listening right now, you can start them tomorrow. Please do those things. Because if your job is not in fucking construction, if you're not in the army, if your hair being long or your hair being in a certain way literally gets in the way of what you do on a day-to-day because that's what i feel like professionalism is i'm a business major that means that my presentation is definitely it matters but is my presentation distracting no what is the difference between me having just long hair it's no difference what's the difference between me my hair being in a certain style and a certain cut it's no difference it's not getting in the way to doing what we need to do yeah, yeah, go ahead with your locks, girl. And um, so that's why I believe, you know, men are really truly going, black men right in today are going through right now. And it's something that it's going to take some time to deal with, but it's something that we all have to talk about, you know, amongst black men and amongst black uh, black women as well to get that, you know, outside view because, they, of course, they paid, they paid more attention than, to us than, than we have to ourselves. So we have to get that, you know, 360 view and start to really heal and get that together and actually accept and love the black aesthetic that we bring to the culture. The one that we are born with, the one that we are supposed to just nurture, grow and polish up and just stand out and just look good in our glorious blackness. That's what we really, really need. That's what we really need. Mm, That's interesting. That's interesting. But I, I know there's definitely, you know, that pushback when it comes to the presentation and it's it's all up to you if that's what you feel but personally i feel like you got that's something that's i believe is large enough to fight for you gotta fight for that um and then when it comes to black women i wrote down what did i write down uh black women having a sense of themselves but are forever being challenged um be, leading to this self-conflict so when I wrote that down, where my mind was was essentially that black women are starting to celebrate themselves more, I think more than ever now, and um, that's what I was getting at when I was talking about um, Lupita and um, and uh, and uh, Viola and all these different people, and just um, how we have just now this year, you know, have had the first you know Victoria's Secret model to walk on the runway in her natural hair, and like those things are really big things for us and um as a whole but most mostly of course 
for black women. And black women are, yes, and the thing about it is that black women are forever being challenged. That's what I've noticed in the past, you know, since doing the last black aesthetic. That's why the redo is, I feel like, so vital because we need to address these things. That's why I'm glad that we can check and say and do all these things. We have, you know, an extreme amount of appropriation happening on the daily, you know, the most infamous fucking family in the world being the Kardashians have appropriated probably every, it's, it ain't got much left to appropriate. I've seen, every, I've seen them do everything that black women do, have been doing for for years, for decades, even you know what I'm saying. Even from the a little gold tooth that your auntie used to have, I just seen them even do that. Um, not even like a grill, but like just a gold tooth. And um, there's that. You have the hairstyles. You have you know just the look and the way that they wear their clothes and all these different things. They it's not it's not that. It's not you know. And it's crazy because with them they operate a certain interesting space when it comes to race because they really never acknowledge themselves as being white women you really never hear them say that they're white women that often you know because they they kind of operate in this real interesting you know ambiguity that you don't get to that they really don't ever get questioned about no one really ever addresses they just kind of just they're just they are who they are but let's break that down they are Armenian and white they just Chris is just a white woman Armenia is literally if if you want to just be on some semantic shit, Armenia is where the Caucasus, you know, the Caucasus Mountains are. So if anything, they are the whitest of white. They are the first whites. Hence why they might have any little brown or any little tinge of whatever in their skin and kind of look, you know, like a slight mash of the Middle Eastern and something else. That is why. Nothing else. But they're literally white on white, which makes white. Nothing else. Nothing special. Let's kill that. Let's kill that. They're not brown women. They're not ethnic at all. And let's really think about the identity that they have embraced and claimed and truly identify as. We know what they are. And um, and the thing about it is they've taken all these different things and also have in the you know in the media, in the media only you know supports this sense of you know they can do these things but when you guys do it of course it's seen as bad you seen as unprofessional it's seen as nappy and just gross and things that you should not do and it's like we are celebrating ourselves this ain't got shit to do with y'all like black women black women keep celebrating each other keep celebrating the the beautiful things that you do and create when it comes to your platforms you know shouting out again my sis ty and you know shouting out to all the women i know who are out here you know creating their own platforms just adding something to the culture in any type of way because we need to we need that variety we need to be shown that you know black women are doing so many different types of things and um and keep fighting that that pressure and that resistance back because they're gonna keep pushing and always check on those microaggressions. Go back and listen to my "Don't Touch, uh, Don't Touch My Hair" episode about microaggressions, and it'll give you a, a depiction, and a definition of what that is, and how to view and see that, and handle those situations when you're at work, when you're in public. Because these motherfuckers don't need to be rocking up on you, touching your hair. They don't need to be walking up on you, trying to question all these different things. You don't have. They have no right to even, even get answers from you. Because this is why you don't walk up to them and ask them how the hell they get this this hair. How they wake up with his hair bone straight or dripping wet, you know, and it doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter to you because while you're in your own lane, shit, it took too much focus and too much time for you to get your, you know, hair together that morning probably, and you ain't worried about nothing but yourself. So black women, keep worrying about yourself. Don't let all this hate because it's really just a shift in in the 
I think there's a shift happening in the, just the examples of beauty that they that I think the world they just can't get with they can't really understand you know and that's on all levels you know whiteness is kind of kind of you know diminishing like the white power structure is kind of they, kind of shaking the table a little bit and also we have black women who are being you know pushed to those highest examples of beauty and so now you have a lot of you know white women and and people who are usually in those spaces on a mad dash like damn hey we can't what about us what you don't like blondes anymore so now what we have to do and so now that's why you see so many white women and people who are non-black doing things that are very very black in the way that they dress and when they wear their hair and them getting ass shots butt shots just the way that the curve the curvature you know the, just the curve of their body and just getting all this work done that is not on accident who the hell do they look like who are they modeling themselves after who are they actually what is the aesthetic they're trying to imitate let's not be fools about this let's not jump around let's make it plain and there's nothing wrong with plastic surgery if you are not happy with yourself do whatever you need to do to get to that point but personally i believe don't do it within the sense of you know actually view and think about why it's something why is this something that you really need to choose because if it's all based off some societal opinion then you might not need to do this if you feel like you're black woman you are you feel like your nose is too big fuck all that love your big ass nose baby it's what you got and it's what you gonna die with and it's too much upkeep it's too much upkeep like, I can't wait for, you know, 10, 20 years from now to see after all this, you know, all these, you know, this wave of kind of, you know, getting ass shots and it becoming kind of accessible to, to the average uh, person. I want to see how these, you know, how these men and women look after all this work is being done and if they, you know, stayed at a good place in life so they could keep up with all these different things. We even seen, you know, going back to Kim K, we done seen her shit on the flat side plenty, many times, you know what I'm saying, in between touch-ups. So imagine, and she got money. So imagine a regular individual who can't just go there every few months to keep getting, you know, keep getting that thing smoothed out and cellulite kind of stretched out. It's gonna look kind of crazy because why? Our bodies weren't meant to be put through those types of argumentations. And that's, that's on you, you know? But like I said, I'm not against it because especially if it's for the, uh, a beauty, the beautification of your own self-esteem. And you're truly, truly doing it for you. It's nothing else for you, your own personal theme, because this is something that truly bothers you. But black women are some of the greatest gifts ever given to Earth, and we have to cherish them. We have to push them forward. If you haven't heard, you know, if you haven't heard me uh, speak these types of things, welcome to the Simply King Podcast. This is something that is a message that I'm speaking on very frequently, and why? Because when you're when you're in a state, when you're in a society that is a oppressed society, I believe from my own state, just from my own observations, that is we must recognize who is the most oppressed demographic, who is the most oppressed group. And when you go back and you when you really analyze, when you really go down and look what's going on, it's black women who are at the at the lowest spot on the totem pole from a societal situation from a sense of just oppression coming from every single way because oppression comes from all directions front for them from white men from white women from and the most sad the most sad and the most person who delivers the oppression and the most is from black 
me. And I think that's something that we really just can't have. Oh yes, black women on every platform. Um, a lot of my episodes, a lot of my episodes I've had, you know, when it makes sense, definitely have mentioned that. But we have to push black women up. There's so many black women I've met in my lifetime. Had to, you know, I was fortunate enough to go through go to a school that was 27 to one. So I was around nothing but women, but I was around a lot of incredible, incredible, incredible women. Hey Jazz, how you feeling girl? And that's something that I feel like we really, really have to do better with as black men is to push our black women forward. Because they're already at the helm. They always have been ahead. They always been the heads of the house. They always kept things in order. They always been in the front lines when it comes to resistance. And they only come and get us because of the way the, you know, the way the world is set up you know and i believe we really truly truly have to push them forward and push their aesthetic forward celebrate the beauty of blackness celebrate the beauty of the black aesthetic and truly 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 push that out and say you know you're beautiful we need to get these things going and start young and keep those things and make those things habitual that's all we need to do now in this um in that episode my first episode because this is my 50th episode for everyone who is listening so it's a real special one for me um in that very first one i said I had an action plan of action i did not keep up with the plan of action that was something that i did not even i feel like i didn't i literally dropped that off probably after the second episode i'm and i know people did it so that's why I know I need to implement that back into my format. And my plan of action, because of just a sense of you know nostalgia, is I want everyone to post. I want everyone to post. Um, it was the Black Aesthetic episode. It's my very first episode that you can find. Um, you can find on all different uh, platforms. Um, but I want everyone to post their favorite favorite image of themselves and I want you to highlight three attributes that you have about yourself three attributes that you have about yourself and hashtag the black aesthetic hashtag the black aesthetic and I want you to just put those three things like for me it would be like I love my you know what I'm saying? I love my locks for this reason. You know what I'm saying? I love my lips for this reason. You know what I'm saying? I love the way uh, I love the way my skin is for this reason. I want everyone to choose whatever attributes they are. They could be as vulnerable as you want to make them. They could be as on the surface as you want to make them. They can be whatever you feel like it is that makes your black aesthetic beautiful and just grand and just so damn excellent. You're just dripping excellence, baby. So. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who's joined me on uh, Insta Live right now. I truly, truly appreciate it. Don't forget to follow the uh, my um, podcast uh, IG page, with it, which is the Simply King Pod. That's the Simply King Pod. Follow that right now and um, and share. This episode is going to come out tomorrow, so definitely you know check all this out for everyone who's listening to this. From it's going to come out today, so you get what I'm saying comes out every monday um if you don't know now you know you can listen to the simply king podcast on everywhere uh podcasts are available from google play to soundcloud to the apple podcast app don't forget to subscribe don't forget to like don't forget to share don't forget to retweet repost you can follow me on all social media at kings underscore memoirs i'm on everything from pinterest to, to, to tumblr to twitter to facebook 
to uh, to Instagram, of course. And follow me on everything. Keep up with what I'm doing. If you want to see other things that I'm doing, because I plan on beefing up my website and doing some really cool things and add some cool new pages. They're going to be constantly updated with new content at lifeasking.com. That's lifeasking.com. Follow, 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 follow. And um, if you want to be a guest on Simple King Podcast, just hit me up. You can slide into the DMs. That's very welcome. As well as hit me on, um, hit me up through an email um, at lifeasking1 at gmail.com. That's lifeasking1 at gmail.com. Just, um, Put in the, uh, put in the, because um, I love talking to people. We can build off an episode if you have a brand or if you have a specific perspective or something that you haven't seen me talk about um, that you know that you can provide an opinion on. Hit me up and we can build and we can get all that going and all that flowing and get you on here and get you uh, and have a really dope uh, episode and just put out some really great content. I thank you all for listening. It's been really dope. It's been really special for me. It's my 50th episode. I'm glad for everyone who's listening and joining me on Insta Live and and just just you know stuck with me for this 40 minutes. Goddamn, I did not want it to be this long. <laughs> I really appreciate it. This is Rodney Perry. This is Simply King. Thank you. What? Hear what I say, we are the business today Fuck shit is finished today what? All T&J, we the new PB&J We dropped the classic today what? We did a tablet of ashes today The joints with the matches and ashes away hey. We dash away, Donna and Dixon The pistol is blasting away Doctors of death, killing our patients of breath We are the pain you can trust Fuck it, it work up curses and slurs, smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you fucks, maiming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bra. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderers.